Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Voices Behind the Game. This is a special episode where we dive into the world of the professional mascot. Fans of all ages go to games, professional sports, and they enjoy and are enthralled by the mascots that have put in hours and countless hours of time to perfect their skill and have made fans smile over and over again. They've gotten into trouble, have potential lawsuits, and crazy, crazy stories that you're going to hear on this episode. Starting out with John Absier, co-host, the original Jazz Bear, for 25 years, elected in the, the Mascot Hall of Fame. John's stunts are legendary at jazz games, and he's entertained throughout the nation. The Philly Fanatic, Dave Raymond, the original Philly Fanatic, one of the original mascots that ever came into professional sports. Dave is a, is a kick, and he has celebrity stories and Philly stories and, and just things that you don't want to miss. Tim Dirk, the original San Antonio Coyote, he is also in the Mascot Hall of Fame. So three Mascot Hall of Famers on this episode, along with Ken Solomon, who is a current professional mascot in the NBA today. So enjoy the episode. You'll hear crazy stories from the mascots, potential lawsuits that they talk about, celebrity encounters that you don't want to miss, and amazing camaraderie that just is part of the profession of the professional mascot world. So enjoy it. And, you know, if you are liking Voices Behind the Game, please subscribe to our our podcast channel. Um, We're part of the Believe uh, Sports Network. We're proud to be a part of it. Leave us some comments. Let us know what we can do better. We're on Twitter at Voices Game. Game. We are on Instagram at Voices Behind the Game pod. And we are also on Facebook as well. So we really appreciate you joining our show. And also want to give credit to Calvin Roberts, who did the intro and outro music for these shows. Enjoy it. We appreciate you listening. A professional mascot, Mr. Ken Solomon, yep. right? Professional mascot. Is uh-huh. that? Okay. Yes. It's good to have you on, Ken. And uh, Tim Dirk, the former uh, Spurs Coyote. Tim, how are you? Very good. Good to hear everybody's voice, but especially Ken's because it's been a long time. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I took out. And Mr. Dave Raymond. The original Philly fanatic that uh, came on after Santa was snowballed, uh, but has a lot of other good, incredible stories that we're gonna we're gonna get right to. How are you, Dave? Yeah, good, good. You said there was like 130 some years of mascot performance, and I, and I'm making up half of that, so I'm the oldest guy. In the <laughs> yes, room. you are. I, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to age you, but yes. Uh, yeah, so that's what you were doing anyway, John. That was the whole point. You you put you hung me out to dry there. <laughs> well, you know what? You're still way younger looking than me, so and I'm still trying to catch up to you on age. So you do you're doing pretty damn well. Thanks, John. And that's the truth, by the way. You're right. You look like you're 102. <laughs> I feel like I'm 102. <laughs> I want to be heard now, Dale. That's how that's how he ran his show. It was. 
hey, last minute, um, you guys want to go out and tackle somebody? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's go. I went through that more times <laughs> than I could count. His show. <laughs> He'd come up to me and just before the anthem and go, hey, Roberts, let's try this. And I said, what? And he'd be Lee. He'd walk away, and that was the end of it. So, And then i just tell him, don't fuck it up, Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So, okay, Mr. Absey. Oh, that's awesome. Former bear. Yes, sir. Lead us off with a story. With a story? With a story. We're talking about Matt. So the the goal of this show is to elicit belly laughs because there there just aren't enough belly laughs going around right now. And and, and it's not to not acknowledge what's going on. It's just, you know, this is a respite and and let's let's have fun with it. So what's what's a good belly laugh, John? You, you know, um, and, and I got to bring this story up again that we talked about the other time. But the best thing is I think Kenny was at this event. And the other thing I want to say, and I know these guys will agree, is I think some of the best. Were you crapped your pants? Well, that, <laughs> that's a whole different story. I was. <laughs> there's that one, too. Oh, but but I remember. Uh, all that Wednesday. <laughs> it really is. I, and I still do. I hate to say that. But uh, I was just going to say, I think, you know, and these guys will agree that I think some of the best humor is the spontaneous humor the things that you're not planning for and it just happens and now ken were you at the uh sacramento kings game doing the photo shoot and the with the little boy in his pants do you remember this <laughs> it sounds bad just saying yeah. it that way yes <laughs> yeah. so so you can fill in the blanks you, too that was wait wait, wait. that was <laughs> That was in Denver. I'm telling you, that was in Denver because I had my people <laughs> asking about that. My people. <laughs> yes. But we, as, a, as characters, we never come out of character. You try not to come out of character. And this was like one of the first times I saw a whole group of guys talking and freaking out and not knowing what to do. But in costume. In costume. In costume. And so we were doing a photo we shoot. All le- we all lost character right there. We all went human right there. <laughs> we really did. And <laughs> what had happened is we were doing the photo shoot. This little teeny kid comes up. Must have been two maybe. Shuffles over. And I picked him up like it was a fish. You know, like you ha- you hold a fish. Like, hey, look at You know, in yeah. the photo. And I had him by the thighs, and I'm, I'm holding him with both hands, and all of a sudden I felt my hands slide to his ankles. And in my head I was like, well, that's kind of weird, you know, but it's no big deal. And, you know, it just slid down his pant leg. But I thought I was holding pretty damn tight. So then all of a sudden I hear this, what is that? Is that his belly button? Somebody said. And then all of a sudden I look over, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's his penis. <laughs> his, his pants slid all the way to his ankles, and then I remember Slamson running over trying to cover it. Do you remember this, Ken? And he's like, he, he's trying to cover it, and then he yells, I yeah. think I touched it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was bedlam. I mean, everybody scrambling, guys trying to block him, but Every- not wanting to do it. Go ahead, Ken. Keep going. <laughs> what was so funny, though, was everybody taking pictures out there, and here's Slamson going over like to cover it with his hand, like, but yet he realized that he was you know he may have touched it but not but at the same time how did that look oh my gosh you could tell his pants were down people are taking pictures and his hands over it and and i stood there for i bet you everybody's like put your hand down 
bear, put your hand, put him down, put him down. But how do you, I didn't know how to put him down. Because usually you just kind of swing him and catch him. And I'm like, I don't want to touch him. I just want somebody, I mean, it was weird. That was, but I remember guys rolling on the floor and I don't know. Then we we did finally get him to the ground and he shuffled over to his mom. And his mom just pulled up the pants and it was like, oh my God, that just happened, didn't it? It was like. And that's it. That was it. And then I remember we went down to the locker room after photos and we talked about that all night. How could you not? I oh, mean, that could uh, be the only topic of conversation. What if the point. kid had crapped his pants, for God's sake? Well, he would have crapped in John's hands. Yeah, that's kind of, my, that's hand. kind of my point. I was trying to avoid yeah, getting was... right directly to no, that. No, I mean, that's... Well, what if he started peeing? Yeah, yeah. there's oh, another one. See, that would have been even better. That would have been best. That, that would have been the best. That right would have been fantastic. I don't know. That was... I thought for sure we were going to get calls and emails the next day, for sure. I thought we were going to get sued so bad. I know, I did. I felt so bad for you. I'm Nothing so ever came of it, though. How... Parents and everything were just laughing and having a good time with it. How many times in, in your respective careers have you had the thought, we're going to get sued? Like, how is, is it just <laughs> oh. more than penis incident or, oh, you know, yeah. penis gate or like? I bet you in my career, I bet you I can think of, oh, I mean, I can't even think of, but I know that... Uh, at least every fifth game, you kind of go, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Something happened. I remember when you dropped the uh, yeah. the uh, stilt on the lady. Do you remember that? Or was, No, I'm, that was at the Saw Palace when you first were coming out. I believe you, you, you stepped on a stilt and it went out from underneath you and you were on – it hit somebody or something. Or, or was that in the arena? Which, that was the arena. Arena? Yeah. Okay. And but, that was – Potential court thing, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I think it was the stilt didn't fall on. I think my whole body fell on. I see. Fell on the, stilts. <laughs> right? yeah. the stilts. Everybody's been on stilts and they hard to walk on. I'm not good at them like Kenny and these guys. I mean, Tim Dirk of all of them, he can unicycle, juggle. He's like multi talented, you know. Could you unicycle and juggle at the same time, Tim? Uh, yes, I could. Yeah? Uh, Ken taught me everything I know. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, we talk about. Getting in trouble that it even you can get in trouble when it's not even your fault. Oh, just like John with the deep pantsing. I mean, it's not like you set out to do that. Right. And it ends up going awry. We had a girl, uh, this will be directed to you, Dave, Dave Raymond, that was uh, used to come to the Spurs game, sit in the front row. And she came like four nights in a row and caused a real stir because she was, um, more endowed than Morgana. <laughs> Whoa. Just impossible. Whoa, okay. Just unbelievable. So that you couldn't uh, politely <laughs> not, not <look>. notice. <laughs> <Yes>. Right. <laughs> so you couldn't turn your head. Court, I've been there. I've seen that in crowds, yeah, too. She's there the fourth night in a row now. And I'm thinking, oh, I've got to. I mean, this is comedy gold. Something I can do here. And I have an earpiece with my boss at that point, decided it would be smart to have him talk directly to me during games. We yeah, abandoned that good later. <laughs> all he said in my earpiece, hear him. I started to head towards the front row starting the game, and he just said, don't go near her. And <laughs> the other way, like, okay, trying to be dutiful. And then I went towards that near, just even close to her again, and he said, don't do it. And he, he was like watching me like a hawk. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be a good employee. I'm just going to walk past her. But I kind of whistled 
and hopped while I walked past her, meaning nothing to see here, you know, because you can't just walk by. <laughs> right. Morgana squared. Yeah. <laughs> and as I walked by her, she just grabbed the back of my head, jumped up, grabbed the back of my head, and slammed my face into her chest. <laughs> and he's telling you, don't do that. Don't do that. Stop. 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 Don't. Don't Please do this. Quit. Stop. But the comedian in you knows that this is not your yeah, yes. You're pot committed at this point. <laughs> so um, my eyes at that time were Velcro, and I was smart enough to just adjust them sideways so that when I came out of her chest, my eyes were crooked like, whoa. <laughs> you know, hey, and Tim. the moment, oh my God, it got on the local news and ESPN and all this thing, and all I could think about was my boss saying, don't do it. <laughs> no That's a, well, like I said, man, it's the spontaneous stuff. Oh, what a great story. Anything. Uh, yeah, it, it was like driving past Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Dave. The, which the reason, you can't do, by the, the way. Reason, the, re- hey, Kim, right. the reason why that would not have uh, stood up in court, so to speak, <laughs> is that she had given you permission. She had yes, given you permission exactly. by grabbing your head and stuffing it between her breasts, she basically said, it's yeah. okay to stick your face in between yes. her breasts. So you, you couldn't have been, you couldn't oh. have been called on the legal carpet for that one. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that implicit uh, voice of yes. experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, so Dave, what are you trying to tell us? You've been there before, haven't you? Um, hey, okay, really well, quick. The, oh, you know, the fanatic, the fanatic, unfo- the, fan- the fanatic, unfortunately has, has been anointed as one of the, uh, you know, the most sued characters. So I obviously was there during uh, many uh, silly uh, lawsuits and some serious ones, but the, but, but I'll do it on the flip side. So, you know, I've gone through all that experience. I, I uh, retired from the Phillies in 93 and then I went on and created a character called sport and I traveled all over the country and entertained at all kinds of minor league events and, um, and out of the country as well. So up in Canada, we were on a swing of, of hockey teams. So I was in Saskatchewan and Moose Jaw and these small market um, hockey teams that were very well attended. So small, intimate arenas of of six and seven thousand, and they'd be they'd be filled. And uh, I was just having a great time. That the fans were were loving sport, and I was enjoying myself. And I came out on a concourse level where there was an area for for handicapped seats, and there was a woman who I could only see her from the back, and I walked past her and did something I normally would never do. And I kind of just poked my two fingers in her side because I was going to make her, you know, laugh or jump up. Well, when I did that, I heard her laugh and jump up and then this crash. And the woman was a relatively heavy woman. And when she jumped up and fell back down in the seat, the seat broke. I heard her gasp and then scream. And that's when I noticed she was in a regular seat. But her leg was broken and was in one of those oh, halos so that it didn't have a cast. It was set with a oh. halo, so there were screws in there. And so she goes down, and when the when the chair crashes, it falls on, my, on Sport's foot. So I can't move now. She's screaming at the top of the lung, my leg! Oh, my leg! And I'm seeing oh, it for the first time. Oh. And all I'm thinking is, oh, my God, I'm, they're going to sue me. This is the end of my new company. I, it's This is terrible. And she's screaming. And I 
broke out of character and I leaned over and I said, ma'am, it's all right. We've got people coming. Are you doing all right? She goes, no, my leg is killing me. And I'm like, oh, so, and now I'm looking at her in costume. She can look up and kind of see through the face stream where she can see my face. And she said, uh, she said, did you know, what did you do? And I said, well, I'm sorry. I was, I, I didn't know your leg was hurt. And she's just screaming. And then the EMTs come in, they finally extricate her off of my foot and I go into the locker room and I'm there and I've told all the officials, this was in the first period. I said, I quit. I can't do this anymore. This is the, you know, she's going to sue me. And, and all the Canadians were laughing at me go, no, man, they don't sue in Canada. We already have given her a t-shirt. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you sign a picture for her? Oh, like, oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. That's it great. Not great, great you know, story. If we were in the States, that would have been oh, the end yeah. of my whole career. Yeah, there's no my question of that. Oh, there, business card. Uh, there's no, <laughs> yeah, that's not a beauty, eh? <laughs> Dude, that's, oh, man, you got lucky. You you got lucky, oh, you know, offense there. Uh, oh, what a great story. <laughs> Kenny, what do, you, what do you got to top that one? Yeah, let's hear it, Kenny. Oh, I, I I do not have a leg in a halo story anywhere. No, I I've <laughs> I've, I've gotten cl- close to that. I guess is is when I was climbing up through some seats one time at a game, and uh, I get standing on some seats, and all of a sudden these two like punk, what I think is two punk kids, um, you know, trying to pull at me and and everything. Um, are behind me. I'm standing on seats. I thought they were going to pull me backwards, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I turned around and I grabbed this one kid's head and I just shoved him back, like, you know, back off me. And then I turned to the other guy and I'm like, you know, you too, you know, and he let go or whatever. Yeah. Come to find out that guy, the, the kid that I shoved in his head, like grabbed his forehead and shoved him back. Yeah. About uh, about three or four weeks before that, he had had open brain surgery. Oh, so, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Oh. Well, he obviously wasn't using it, and it wasn't a successful <laughs> operation so either. That's for damn sure. That's what I said. I said obviously it didn't work, and obviously yeah. he, <laughs> I'm innocent. Yes. What is this crap on my hands Anyways, here, I by actually, the way? It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere because, uh, you know, he obviously instigated it. So, yeah, <laughs> that was that was cool. I've, you know, of course, been threatened to be sued so many times. <laughs> I had somebody try to sue me for dislocating their shoulder while I was on stilts and going up through the crowd, going up in the stands. And uh, a guy reached up, I shook his hand or whatever, and then I kept going. And uh, he tried suing me for dislocating his shoulder. And we actually had it on tape. We actually went back and looked at at the recording because back then I actually had somebody sitting in the crowd uh, up high filming everything I did. We got that one on film. As soon as I shook his hand, he looked to his buddy and was like, and shook his head like, yep, I'm going to do this grabbed his shoulder all of a sudden and just, you know, went to the aisle and, and uh, ran out. Like, I'm going to take care. I hate people. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, chicken's crot. Jeez, <laughs> chicken crot. Yeah. I was going to say shit, but I decided not. <laughs> yeah, this is a PG show. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about shoving the, you know, brain damaged kids down and stuff like that. Yeah. Chicken crot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, talking about hospital things, and I know uh, I know all of you have been there. I remember back when I first started hitting hospitals because I didn't realize. You, you mean know, visiting for charity, not like robbing them. Right. Yes. Okay. Just so, to clarify. But I remember going in and, and you know, uh, when I first started, it, it's one of those things where I thought, oh, I got to still be, I got to always be in character until I realized after this. But I, I went rolling in and I went in and this little girl was all hooked up to uh, these machines and had, you know, her IV and all that stuff. And I went over and just kind of plopped in the, in the bed next to her and not thinking. And my, my butt, you know, kind of pushed down on all the tubes and ripped her IV out of her arm. Oh, and, yeah. Dude, Ooh. I, and unplugged, I don't even know what it was for, but unplugged something out of the machine. And I was, and the nurses were freaking out. Oh. The little girl's crying. And I'm like, what did I do? You know? And, and it was like, I'm a dumbass. Have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. yeah. So it was. Yeah, I, I felt I so bad. <laughs> With the guitar, you know, and going to the Mayo Clinic and the whole thing, just like that, <laughs> yeah, right? It was like, In yeah. real life, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> Except you didn't have a nun on a guitar at that exactly. point, right? <laughs> I wish I would have. Yeah. No, that was a dumb. That was dumb. 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 <laughs> but I learned. You know. Yeah. I learned I mean, well. It's it in you know it's mascotting goes outside of the arena. That that's yeah. you know. I think fans see that, you know, they, and they want to go see you, but it, it's, that's a huge part of the commitment, right? To the, are the things that you do outside of game time? Yeah. A ton. I mean, all you guys, how many appearances do you guys, did you guys do? Like what's, what year was your most appearances? Well, I, for, for me, we 444. <laughs> 444? 444 i was crazy one year oh, in one God. year so that's wow. more than one a day besides ball games besides yeah. wow. i did game appearances oh. after games well this was before you guys were smart enough to put it into contracts that you labor laws that made sense i was just doing appearances after games i remember i went to a birthday party at two appearances after a Spurs game and they had me sitting on a horse at about midnight taking pictures with everybody and everybody was laughing and I was so I remember it I was just so tired that the coyote was just standing with everybody and taking pictures but inside I was actually crying oh, uh, I, I believe was it so tired. no I, I believe it have felt like that and Tim, Tim, this is a perfect time for me to step in and say that you uh, NBA performers are a bunch of pussies. We had 82 home games, okay, 82, and they were outside, not in this, you know, hermetically sealed environment with the air conditioning. Oh man, I did 400 appearances. <laughs> And some of our skits were 90 seconds long. And I've seen all you guys have got like two, uh, you know, two boy Jerry's with you everywhere you go. So when you sit down, they've got palm frond fans blowing on you. They take care of you. They get all your stuff. You know, I, I dressed in a freaking cement uh, basement at Veterans Stadium. Right. That was an air conditioning uh, duck 
when I had nails stuck in the wall to hang up my costume. You guys had these palatial estates yeah. with the with the showers and the washing machines. You know what? I'm tired of hearing your whining. Oh, that's awesome. That is no, he's, school. He's, he's telling the truth too. I can back that up. Hot and cold running water. Yeah. I mean. Dude, I had drinking it. fountains. Before I got done, man, my my locker room was the Taj Mahal, man. Kenny, you've seen it. It was, it was awesome. But Dave, so how oh many how many appearances God. did you do, Dave? Yeah. Like, what's the most you've done in a year? Besides well, eighty two, it, it was funny because when we started, we when we started, um, you know, people were calling us. Uh, it started with car dealerships. Let's have the fanatic out and Bill Giles would say to me, I go, what do you want me to do at a car dealership? We, we, there was no such thing as other than players' appearance to have anybody else be asked. So it was new. And so that first year, we, we were well over 500. And I had I had a, um, two young men who were the sons of Frank Sullivan, who was the director of promotions, who uh, jumped in after the first month and started helping me out. But the greatest story about you know leadership being something that we all hope to have in terms of good leadership there was a time when I was, uh, it was probably in the six months into the, near the end of the season of my first season. And I was coming through the executive offices in a, you know, sweaty t-shirt and shorts. And Bill Giles called me in his office and said, you can't come into the executive office dressed like that. I said, oh no, Mr. Giles, I'm going to get some, some uh, clothes out of, uh, out of Frank's office because I got to have a change of clothes because I'm doing an appearance. He said, we have a game tonight you're doing appearances. I am. I'm going to my third appearance. And then I have the game to do. He called in the woman that scheduled the fanatic and said, okay, from now on, if he does an appearance during the game, it's only a one hour sponsor appearance. And I want to make sure we do this. He shouldn't be having any more than one and we should keep it to zero if we can. And she, he said, now go ahead. And she, he excused her out of the office. He shut the door and said, we're not paying you enough. And, uh, we're going to bring you on full time. And he, uh, he right then and there paid me forty thousand dollars, going from twenty five dollars a game. Wow! So wow. that was Good job. amazing. That was wow. And night, you know, nineteen seventy eight money, and then I realized, oh my god, I was going to school to be a teacher. He's already paying me more, well more than what my starting salary would have been for a teacher. And then, you know, and he's the one that said it. So so the appearances became you know, the, a big add on. And that's when we started to develop the idea of needing to have backups. And I, I was a little nervous about that as all you guys can relate to it. I didn't, you know, I wanted, I didn't even know why I was good at it. You know, I thought, you know they're going to say, we can find somebody who's stupid for less. Can't we? Let's <laughs> I qualify for that job. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so it just, it was, I, I've been very lucky. We've talked about this all the time in our groups and I, I know you know, maybe Tim hasn't heard this before, but John certainly and Ken, I, because we've been together recently at the Mascot Hall of Fame, and um, you know we've had these stories, and and I'm I'm just missed by the by some of the, um, and I don't call it abuse, leadership abuse that some of the best performers in the business have suffered, and um, you know it's not that some of them aren't good people, but they don't understand how to hang on to uh, some great talent that is exceptionally valuable. Uh, to the organization and I, and, and not necessarily pat, patting myself on the back, but saying that to the, to these guys I've met over the years that have just, you know, thrown so much talent and driven so much revenue and value to an organization. And they, they got to recognize that they can't find somebody who can do stupid better than the talented people that know how to do stupid best. Sure. Um, and, and that's what I would hope <laughs> I would, would change in our environment, which, and I don't want to bring, don't want to bring the topic down, but you know, it, it is something that that's uh, 
you know, an elephant in the room with, with uh, John uh, that we just, you know, we just really uh, are not supportive of and, and feel like we want to fight against that sort of decision. The interesting thing about somebody, <clears throat> when oh, they, whenever that, um, that subject comes up, we can find somebody to do it for you. I, I mean, I, I remember a couple of times I get subbed because of uh, illness or something of that nature. Not by me, of course. No, you. Okay. I trained your butt. That was uh, easy. But the um, <laughs> the end result of one of them at one time was a kid that I'd known from uh, radio days, and uh, bless his heart, his and, and I, I was not there, but I got a report back, and he said. The guy that re- reported back to me was uh, Dave Allred. He was my immediate superior at the time. And he said, do you realize that, uh, and it was uh, Dan, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, he said, uh, another Dan, he said, why did he announce weights on the players? But he introduced all the players. His voice was shaking like he had just been electrocuted. And he announced not only the heights, the weights, <laughs> their birth, not they're pretty close to their birthday and their school where they came from, blood type, <laughs> blood type. But Coming in no negative, four hundred and thirty-two pounds. <laughs> and guy, he came. What the f is he talking about? Why is he talking about weights with these guys? It was so. It was really amazing. But the point is. Let some idiot try to do what you guys do, and and I'll you know I'll join you at the end of the line. I assure you, but people they just don't get it. They have no clue what it's like to be in front of forty thousand people or more for your baseball game, or and for when uh, Tim when your arena was full, it was huge, and we we had twenty two all the time basically. So, I mean, the people just lose their minds when they realize that they're being stared at and listened to. And you've got to be able to, you know, I mean, obviously your talent, all of you, were to, to go forward with that is is inherent. But some dork comes in subs for you, and it's just absolutely down the toilet. Some freaking dork comes in, you know, and boom, you're done. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, did, did you guys ever worry, though, when you guys were, like, when you said subs? Because I think the thing that worried me the most about subs was... Uh, having somebody that didn't have a vested interest in the character doing something stupid that would wreck the character mm. in one fine, you know, swoop. Sure. Did that ever yeah. worry you? I, w- you I, guys? I was super worried about that. I, I can jump in here. Yeah, I, you know, I have, if I can tell a little story here sure. about uh, when I broke my back Ooh. and was out for a couple months. Luckily, it was in the preseason. But they they went through, <laughs> through this whole thing where, you know, uh, well, actually, first of all, when I broke my back, I was super nervous. And I laid in the hospital all night thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't have I, – I knew that somebody would be in my costume in, you know, in place of me and, and all that. And I, I, I worried about it. I was sick about it all night, laying there with a broken back in the hospital and – I came up with this idea, and <laughs> I I thought this was probably the most brilliant idea I ever come up with, and and uh, obviously it was. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, it I was because I copied it, so but, you keep um, going. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I, uh, I you know, first thing in the morning, I call my buddy who uh, actually uh, works for KSL now. <laughs> and he, uh, he he worked for Channel Nine here, and I uh, called him up. It was Dan Rascone. And I said, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta come down here and interview me." And 
Uh, he's like, wow, what's going on? I go, I'm like, broke my back. You got to come down here. <laughs> and uh, he goes, I'll send somebody. So sure enough, like, guys, six o'clock in the morning, I had uh, a guy in my room. I put my head on, covered myself with the sheet and everything. And I said, hey, you got to do one thing for me. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk. I'm going to be uh, open about everything. But you have to ask me one question, and that is, are they going to replace you? And uh, when he came to that question, I said, you know, um, my team has been really supportive and they behind me a hundred percent. In fact, they just want a speedy recovery. They're going to wait for me till I come back. And, uh, you know, they're just hoping for the best. And so he went on with the interview and everything about an hour after that it aired and I got a call immediately after that, and it was my boss saying, "Hey, Ken, how you doing?" The great, great guy. He goes, "Well, I just want you to know we're behind you 100 <laughs> percent. We just want to keep recovery, and we're not going to replace you." Uh, <laughs> pretty much verbatim of what I said, and uh, then he just just seriously. Ended it and got off the phone and I hung up and chuckled and thought, holy cow, how did that work? So anyway, but yeah, we're all nervous about somebody coming in and, and, uh, you know, wrecking what we've done. And, you know, I want to go back to something that, that Dave said also, you know, you've got a lot of guys like me that when they're new, um, and, and this is kind of, you know, changing the subject here just a little bit but you know we all have a passion for this and you know we have these these companies that don't quite understand that passion as well we'll work our guts out for stuff we'll do stuff for for you know nothing for you know for the fun of it for the uh, uh, experience with a, a child in a you know in a you know, in a situation where they're in the hospital or underprivileged or, you know, charity situations, you know, we love this stuff and we're willing to do so much for free and have done so much for free. And just because of the love for uh, the love of it. And I keep telling my son who sometimes, and he's, he's a mascot for Detroit, uh, for the Pistons out there. And he, he, you know, sometimes he struggles with feeling inadequate. I'm like, you got to (laughs) understand been doing this for 30 years all these other guys that you look up to have been doing this a long time and they did have to start somewhere so you know it's a combination of of uh you know a, a team having um you know support supporting their guy and uh and also um you know realizing that they have to uh develop as well so anyways no that's, that's it's it's huge because the that passion can't be described in any other way by, by than by yourselves and you know to have that i mean it's brilliant it's like straight out of a movie ken i mean <laughs> excuse me to have that script basically and and come up with that and put it out there that was awesome i mean that was so awesome and so i'm proposing that there is a new mascot called the elephant in the room and then that that that's just the that's the dedicated villain, <laughs> and it just walks around the you know the arena or outside in the field when it's a thousand degrees or whatever, and that's just the you know. So I want to I trademark like that. Yeah, you like Actually, that? That is kind of funny, honestly. <laughs> 
Yeah. I got one or two. You know, they're kind of way home. Uh, hey, right. so can I mark office, can Jeremy? I, <laughs> hey, can I share something real quick? Sure. Can I share something about Tim? Ooh, yes. okay. Yeah, go. Wait, does it have anything to do with his hot wife? Yeah, does it have anything to do with his hot wife or the large-breasted woman on the sideline that fell over? <laughs> and you don't know about the story we told last time. So it's, a, it, it's, it's an inside joke. Uh, well, no, 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 no. It was the one time we ended up in Mexico, and we were down there quite a few oh, times together. But I'll tell you, you what. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember going down there and in that bullfighting, indoor bullfighting arena? Oh, yes. With the dirt floor that they put linoleum over. And I have never a, seen a human scale a wall as fast as you did, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? A dirt floor with, with linoleum. I yeah. scale a fence. Dear God. Wait, what? 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 Uh, how did the how did the bull maintain uh, the traction? One, the only one that had. So uh, Ken got in there. With a bull, it was going to try to take a ribbon off his forehead. Like a real bull. This isn't a mechanical bull. This is a real bull with giant balls type bull. Okay. I I was actually thinking of another situation. (laughs) So you guys have been to Mexico together and you've been around bulls. Maybe you don't remember this trip. Is there a donkey involved in this at all? (laughs) El burro? Oh man, we had a few ti- we had a few good times down there, Tim and I, and yeah, a lot of bullfighting arenas, I guess. But yeah, this one was indoor. They put linoleum out there, and uh, I remember it being so hot inside there. It was probably a hundred and seven hundred and ten in there inside. We're doing a basketball game. Uh, no, we are. We're performing at this basketball game, and it was I don't know what teams were playing or whatever, but. We were asked to dunk as well, and we're oh, running yes. down the court that, that is just linoleum. And um, I remember us, uh, gosh, it was so hot, and we couldn't dribble, we couldn't anything because players couldn't even dribble because the floor was so uneven. And then here we were stumbling, trying to run down and dunk. Birds flying around inside there, <laughs> bats flying around inside Jesus. there, and uh, yeah, just the most weird awkward situation but yeah that the other time was the was the bullfighting yeah i ended up in a in a bullfight so this is what got ultimately the nba down in mexico was this kind of (laughs) this kind of attraction right yeah yeah hey (laughs) and ken do you remember one day we had a eight minute halftime show that we're going to do in mexico Uh and eight minutes all apologies to Dave Ring. Eight minutes is a long time <laughs> as an NBA fan. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. Ken and I were putting on a dunk show, but Ken could really do the dunk. I couldn't. I was there just for color, we'll call it. But with Ken there, thank goodness, it now became a four-minute halftime show because he would do half of it. <laughs> I was just so glad to be part of the – so I ran down in my first dunk, which is just about as good as my best last dunk. I mean, I was I didn't have much more. Ken runs down, does his routine, does between the legs, puts it in. It's awesome. I go back to my spot, 
And I looked down on the other end, and Cam's walking off the court. There's seven minutes and 45 seconds left, and he's walking off. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's a pickle. He must be adjusting his <laughs> a pickle, pickle. Head or something. <laughs> so I dunk again, and as I'm landing, I look back up the tunnel where Ken just walked, and I see him being loaded into an ambulance at the, at the end of in this Mexican arena. And I'm sitting here seven minutes with 12,000 foreigners. Looking <laughs> oh, my God. Like, wow. <laughs> And it turns out Ken broke his he broke his shoulder on that first one. Ooh. Do you remember yeah. that, Ken? Yeah, and that was one of the, my most violent yeah, accident. I was thinking Ken very important. Did I tell you all I was thinking Ken you had like explosive I, I diarrhea or something here. like that. I, I, Go ahead, Dave. Oh yeah, no. I that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just uh, gonna I mean, jump in and said that, for, for for Tim's and and Ken and John's benefit, I, I want to tell you about the time that I did a full complete forward roll and scratched my knuckle. <laughs> you know what, Dave? I wish I could say the same. I really could. I do. I, right now, at my age, I'm like, I wish I could say that. Well, Dave, I mean, you are like a daredevil. I mean, just you know, a, a, I mean, that the, was kind of the mo for the film. yeah, like like to scratch your your knuckle yeah. to get dressed in a cement locker, you know, basically, I mean, in a, on a hallway. I mean, I, how did you come out of this? I mean, do you have PTSD? Or uh, you, it was very difficult. I had to, I was, they loaded me into an ambulance. They took me to the hospital, you know, and they taped it up with a, with one of those real stretch band-aids. Those are really tough to put on those little scratches. <laughs> and, and I was able to get myself together and make it a couple of days later for the next game. So. I just want you to know I, I've suffered like the rest of you, okay? I, that you band-aid know, probably wasn't even waterproof either. No. Hey, no. there's no way. <laughs> be, be, because I'm looking at time. No I know, antiseptic. I, I went. I said, no, no. I don't need the antiseptic. No antiseptic. I'm fine. With hey, just, Dave, Before, because I know that we're running, we're running short on time here, but Dave, please, because the last time it was hilarious. You need to tell your Hanoi Jane story, please. Did she wrap oh, you with? Yeah, yeah, did she wrap you with the bandaid, or yes. <laughs> or was it bum wipe? Which one? So well, please, yeah. So what? What I'll do? Here, here's what I'll do. Since since I'm the first one that has to say uh, good evening, I'm going to tell the story. But then I want everybody to tell their best celebrity stories because I I know this crew has got tons of them. So yes. my best celebrity story, uh, brush with greatness, as we call them, is because when I was a young man, I'd like to say that that the Jane Fonda was my go-to we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and, you know, she was a Bar- Barbarella fan, you know, fame. And I was, you know, completely enamored with, with Jane. And even when it was Hanoi Jane, nothing could ruin my complete devotion and love for Jane Fonda. So in 93, we're playing the Braves and she comes in town with Ted Turner. The area behind home plate at old veteran stadium was a chute, was a tunnel with a plexiglass door on field level and we had no VIP seats right behind home plate. So the league asked us to build temporary uh, stands and, and eliminate that tunnel, which we did. And that's where Ted and Jane would sit. I did a fifth inning routine where I was dressed in a full spandex aerobics outfit. We put up an old Jane Fonda video on the fan of vision. And I did a whole routine uh, making fun of Jane and her um, and her video. And, and I remember seeing Ted Turner nudge Jane. She was laughing. The fans were going crazy. And I'm like, 
this is awesome. The next day, um, and we actually heard from Ted Turner saying that was great, you know, really loved the fanatic. And so I was all excited, you know, but I hadn't met, you know, this, you know, this, this vision of, uh, you know, of, of my favorite all time female celebrity. And the, the only bathroom in that area, because these were temporary stands was the bathroom that was in our office space directly behind that. So you'd have to walk up the ramp, come through our, the main office door. And my office and changing area was right there when you open up the front door. So my doors open a crack and I can see Jane Fonda walk in, going to the bathroom. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. She's going to, I, so I jumped up, came out the door, went down the hallway and turned right. And she's standing by the bathroom door. And now I realize she's waiting. Somebody else is in the bathroom and I've got my fanatic legs on. I look like I've got elephant hiatus, you know, the big red legs and I'm, and I look and I'm sweaty. She turns and looks at me, looks down at the legs, kind of scans up and says, Oh, hi. And I went, I went, hi. And I just couldn't say anything. I was so, Oh my God, I'm standing next to Jane Fonda. This is amazing, but I don't know what to do. I can't say anything. And the next person comes out of the bathroom and then she walks into the bathroom and I'm standing there going, well, I I can't leave now because she saw me standing in line. She thinks I'm going to the bathroom. So I don't want to look like a total creeper. So I'm just going to wait. So I wait and she comes out and she's got her head down. She doesn't look at me and I'm thinking, (laughs) oh, you know, and then she walks right past me, never says anything. And I'm like, and as I'm walking into the bathroom, I'm thinking, oh my God, that was my chance. And I I shut the bathroom door and oh my God, (laughs) Jane should have lit a pack of matches. (laughs) And that was it. It all just went out the window. I never can think of Jane Fonda in any other way than what that smell was like. Dave, Dave, it didn't go out the window. That was the problem. (laughs) There's not enough potpourri in the world. Yes. Oh, I love that story. Oh, that's a great love story. That, oh, that is. So my... <laughs> well, guys, I just want to tell you, th- thank you for including me. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I know I'm not the only person on this call that is, um, is, is very appreciative of John Absey, his, his talent and skill. He is one of my best friends in this business, and he has always, forever, when there was anything I needed at all, big or small, he answered the call as well as the NBA mascots as a fraternity. And, and Tim Dirk was, was one of the gentlemen that started along with Bob Wolf that really started this great performance. And I will ever a debt with the NBA uh, performers, the people they are, how skilled they are, how, how tough they are, how crazy they are, how fearless they are. And I love them as a group. Um, and John, thank you for including me and bringing me in. And I will, like you've done for me, anytime you need me, dude, I'm there as long as it's not going to cost me money. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little cuddling, spooning would be nice. I'll be a little spoon and you be big spoon. Oh, I'm, I'm in or out of costume, you, yeah. Either way. Dave, dude, I love you, man. Thank you for coming on. And, and seriously, I, you know, thank you for being the mentor for all of us and, uh, you know, spearheading this whole profession without you and, and, uh, you know, maybe one other that came before you, we wouldn't have careers uh, that we love to do so much. And uh, I just, I love you, man. Thank you for everything you've done. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. But th- that other guy was an asshole. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. We all know uh, who we're talking yeah, that's about. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, betonline.ag. So, you guys want to hear my? I can do. A, I don't know if it's good. My Sean Connery impersonation. 
Yes. I mean, we're talking about so, betting here, yeah. Out of all, I did not expect that coming out of your mouth right there. I'm looking at you like, what are you... Where are you going with this? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, Sean Connery. Porky yeah. Pig, I could see, but Sean Connery, I don't know, man. That's Shake and not stood. <laughs> Shake and not Shake and not stood. <laughs> Betonline.ag. It's what I use when I go out and bet online. Dude, that's actually not bad. Is it? Yeah. No, it's good. You need to say also... You know, what is it? Just like, a, I don't remember what it was, but bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Uh, Goldfinger. Yeah. Goldfinger. Go. Yeah. It, so it, I, I was just thinking if, if Sean Connery were, you know, I don't know if he bets online, you know, like it, there's so much to bet on in, in Europe. You know, you can bet on anything. You can bet on, you know, if, if a golfer is going to crap his pants on the first hole or if he's going to make it through 18, you can bet on... Like, how many steps is it, are they going to take? I know that if I covered the piece of paper that Dan has been writing, <laughs> the, the name of this, if I covered it, I bet he doesn't know the name. Because <laughs> I saw him writing it about five times. <laughs> I've just uh, been holding a microphone going, hey, that's pretty cool. I know. I was trying to, did he draw the, like, the Michelin tire guy? Like, I was trying to figure out what was going on no, with that. Yeah. So we could, the name we could do some bet. prop bets on that, you know. But, it, you know, while we're all sitting at home, we need stuff to do betonline.ag that you can go there's poker there's live poker ufc online casino with poker and blackjack what i uh, just gonna what say you got? exactly that they're they're basically doing all of the things you just talked about no they yeah, got everything yeah so Dan looked Sean, it up on his phone i just said uh, <laughs> i don't know if it was actually betting that he just looked up on his phone that's, that's why you know sean connery could go there and get a martini shake and not stood Look out for Goldfinger. I know. Well, I, I'd like to. I'm going to definitely give that app to my wife because I, when I go to Vegas, uh-huh. I lose the money, and then she's always like, "How much did you lose?" And I and tell she her, goes and wins she it. goes and wins it. I back. do the same thing. <laughs> we did that when we got married. We got married in Vegas, and and I lost it, and Amy won it anyway. So you know, bet online, and uh, it, you know, there's still fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag. Use a promo code MYPOD100 receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. So let's do this officially. Again, that's betonline.ag. Dad, my pod 100. That's the code. Bet online, your online wagering solution. You know, it, my, my celebrity story, I mean, I got a couple. I mean, really quick one is I remember during the finals, Walter Cronkite. He was, do you remember, Dan, when Walter Cronkite came to the game? Walter Cronkite. I did yeah. not know that. No, yeah. I did not he, know so that. So he came to the game. He was sitting dead center. And one of the things, I don't know what I was thinking, but as he, I walked him over to his seat because I saw him. And you know how you kind of bend over and you pull the seat because it's flipped up? And I, I goosed him in the ass. And I remember <laughs> he jumped and he looked at me like, and I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I was like, so I get in the back and sure enough, my Grant Harrison's right there. He's like, what are you thinking? He, goes, he just grabbed Walter Cronkite's ass. And I was like, I wasn't thinking. I don't know. And then... <laughs> I remember another time I was doing a show. Carl uh, Malone was friends with uh, Diamond Dallas Page and Goldberg. And I remember we were doing this wrestling. They had this thing going on. I don't even remember what it was, an event. And Jason Frankie was his name. And he, he, was, an, he was a really good mascot. And he mascotted for the Stars basketball team. Remember when the Stars, the, female, the ladies uh, basketball oh, team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA. Right. NBA. Mm-hmm. WNBA. Jeez. WNBA. And then... Uh, we were sitting there, and, and we were going to do this wrestling thing, and, and um, I got Diamond Dallas Page, and I, he was going to do the diamond cutter on me. And thank 
God, I did not pick Goldberg <laughs> because, <laughs> because he does something called the spear or something like this, where he just literally like runs as hard as he can and spears you. And, and Jason's like, yeah, I'll do it. So I do the diamond cutter and I'm laying there like I'm knocked out, you know, so I'm looking and Jason is supposed to like tip back on his heels to kind of take a little bit of the hit. But I have never seen anybody fold in half like I did with Jay. And he just buckled. You could literally hear the air come out of his lungs. You just hear this, like that. He hits the mat, and everybody's thinking, oh, you know, like, you know, because he's writhing in pain. And here I am, you know, we're both, we're supposed to act like we're hurt. I acted like I was knocked out, and I'm like, that's not acting. <laughs> that poor boy is really hurt. <laughs> and he started like crawling off of the stage oh. with his arm. <laughs> and I was like sitting there and I'm like, and it was so funny because the only thing I could think of was, damn, I'm glad I picked him. <laughs> I was like, thank heavens I got to pick first. So like, oh my God, that would have hurt. Uh, I would have pooped myself, Ken, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so I, I'm not a mascot, yeah. but I, I do okay, have. Okay, so I, I got one. Oh, go ahead, Ken. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Sorry. So, uh, all-star game in Los Angeles years ago, um, and it was a uh, it was a very tense type of situation because there were so many celebrities at this in L.A. And so I noticed at one point uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting courtside and. You know, Sylvester Stallone is there, and and uh, at one point, <laughs> and I'm, I the whole time I'm thinking, ah, I got to do something with these guys, and you know, how much do you push it, and how much, you know, because the whole time you've got, um, you know, people telling you to get out of the way and get out of the shot and, and that type of thing, but you're also supposed to, you know, get out there, hey, you know, you know, entertain, go, go, go. So it's it's the whole time you're you know kind of dancing forward and back, whatever. So at at I see there's a seat open next to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And um, so my plan was, (laughs) as soon as the dancers got done doing his dance at a timeout, I was going to grab one of them, run over, set set the dancer in, you know, his arms, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms, and and then sit right next to him. You know, like, yeah, all right, we're buds, you know. And uh, so – as I grabbed the girl and I start running over there, <laughs> I didn't see the mic laying on the floor. Oh. They have these, you know, mics that pick up, you know, just the ambient noise, you know? Right. And it's the, the, the long mics, you know? And uh, so I go running over there. I hit that big rip. The answer goes flying. And I'm like, no. And my assistant was like, freaking out he was watching this whole thing unfold he was thinking i was thinking that she was going to land right in his lap and uh nope sure enough she flies up in the air lands in the seat luckily next to him but breaks it oh it crashes (laughs) game is about to start behind us arnold schwarzenegger i mean i'm picking myself up and I'm I'm almost like in Arnold's lap at this point because I fell that far and everything, and uh, so I'm almost you know head between his knees and I I look up and he's looking at me like the like the deer in the headlights, and he's like, well that meant for me. And <laughs> I'm looking at the chair, the girl is the girl 
is upset because she just broke a chair. And uh, yeah, it was it was mayhem there for for they had to you know they had to stall the game and get that chair out of there, get another chair in there. Oh, I was. Well, I hope you blame the dancer for that because it was her fault. Absolutely, it was her fault. Totally, you bet. I totally Totally. agree with that. Hey, talking about on court stuff is uh, last time we talked, uh, Tim, talk about the the time you got knocked out by Dick Bavetta. Ken, you remember that, right? Oh, yeah. The story gets bigger every year. <laughs> it's like the welt on your head. <laughs> and it just started out as a soft skit like, Dick, would you just do me a favor? Put your hands behind your back during the timeout. We're going to slide a little boxing glove on your hand that I bought at Toys R Us. It's not a padded glove. Uh, let's emphasize that. And I just said, all you have to do is Hit me as hard as you can when I make this signal. Classic last words. Right I there. showed him the signal. Everything was fine. I did the skit. I'm in front of, I don't know. In those days, there was 36,000 people at a home game. It was just a big crowd. Jeez. And so I leaned into Dick, and I knew he would give me a roundhouse hit. So, Ken, you can imagine how I was preparing to throw myself to the right, mm-hmm. flying in the air like Neymar and soccer or whatever. And Dick instead gave me the straightest right jab I love that. that I'd ever seen. <laughs> so it completely missed any fur that I had in right in that little plastic screen where my eyes are between the bridge of my nose. He broke my <laughs> nose immediately, broke his finger Blood started squirting all over the court, and my assistant just walks by and says, I'll get the trainer. And it was on ESPN. (laughs) I had it slow motion. You could see my head snapping back. Oh, I know I could survive a, a punch now. And they called him Dick Boom Boom Vetta. And the mascot world, of course. Uh, the mascot world set, set, you know, like Dick punched the coyote and they hate each other and everything. And he's just the greatest guy. And we send each other Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know, I miss those that's old awesome. It's kind of, it was kind of the wild west back then. Yes. Yeah. Mascots could, you know, interact with the referees and the referees wanted to play and. I, yeah, well, I, I, it is different now, you know, and, and uh, you know, because like there, there's Bill Spooner, Gary Zielinski, I can think of a million, you know, that that loved to play along and they understood that it was entertainment, you know, that they didn't have to be robots and they trusted us. I know that. Um, and I think, Tim, it was yeah. you, you know, you had to build that trust. You had to build that trust. And I remember that was one thing that I took from you because you, you were so kind to teach me the ways. <laughs> it was like, you were like my Jedi master, you know, it's like, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, or you, you know, that was the one thing you told me was, you know, to make sure that you respect, you know, those guys because they'll respect you back. And, uh, you know, for after that, I, I went into the rock locker room for the referees every game for years and got to know them. And I really believe that was why yep. I was able to get away with so much stuff on the floor with those guys. You're all about relationships with your character. Oh yeah. You had great relationships with everybody. Yeah. It, it, you know, and, and honestly, as I and think it just paid dividends, major dividends, you it betcha. Did. It helped out a ton. It really did. It helped out. Uh, the relationships you built with us in the mascot world is why we're talking on the phone with you today. And we just can't thank you enough for, 
Uh, Tim, I love uh, you. Thank you for have One, have being as nice a character as you were, and then how you've treated us and how much fun we've had. Well, I love you for that. Thank you, Tim. I just know that, just like I said to Dave, is kudos, uh, kudos. you were you were a, a mentor, and uh, you uh, taught me a lot. So I, I owe you a ton of gratitude for uh, guiding me through the process because there really wasn't a handbook like there is today. And literally there is kind of a handbook today. So Jeez. back then, I Shouldn't mean, it be was a handbook for, was, I mean, mascotting. I mean, I mean, I get the do's and don'ts and the rules, but like you guys have said, the fun is in the improvis- improvisation. improvisation. Yes. Yeah. Kenny, totally. you, Kenny, you nailed it on the head. It really was. It was the wild West back then. I mean, there was, everything was new. You know, anything you did was brand new and uncharted territory. You know what I mean? It was it was so fun and so awesome. So just because I, you know, I have uh, we were running across, we were running across the the score table. We were climbing on the hoops during the game. Yes. Like you know, I remember timeouts where I was standing on the hoop and swinging down off of it. You know. I, I, yeah. I swear to you, like, it was, it that is the go, truth. Go, go. I remember because when I came out of the CBA, there were no rules in the CBA. And I remember, you know, coming out of the Sky Force and literally when the team went to the other side, I'd run across middle court to get to the other side of the arena instead of using the baselines. It was the CBA and there was no rules. <laughs> I remember crawling up on top of the bas- or the back of the basket, you know, and while they were playing, all this stuff. And I remember one time... I don't know if you remember this, Dan, but I remember I was standing there and I just started. It was my first year and I took off across the court when they passed. Boop, they blew the whistle and I, and I think his, I think it was, uh, who's the blonde? Jim Kersey. Kersey. Kersey, yeah. Jess Kersey. Jess Kersey, yes. I, I think it was him and I remember running across the court and he blows the whistle and stops gameplay and you could tell and I'm running across and I'm looking like what's going on and because everybody was looking at me and he looked at me and he's like pointing like, what the hell are you doing on the floor? Do you remember this at all? Vaguely, doing it. vaguely. And I'm like, and then I get in the back and, you know, I'm, but I had to learn. It was like, okay, this is a whole different, like a whole different league here. Sure. You, know, you can't just climb stuff. Joe Crawford, I remember one time, <laughs> pulled me because, like I said, I was climbing up the back of the standard and he grabbed me and yanked me down and was like, what the F are you thinking? <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, oh, I can't do that either. Huh? What do I do? <laughs> Check that off the list. It's like, so... So you never tried to do the splits through the hoop in the middle of the game, right? Nope, not during the game. That not one during. would have, that one would have been a that would have been a, <laughs> that would have been a T, and your ass would have been out. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> no, those were great times. You know, and the thing that's fun is we all kind of uh, you know you know cut our gums and grew our teeth together, and I think that is like the coolest thing is you know that kind of brother in arms is we all worked together, played together. And, and when we played together back in the day, man, we were, when we'd go to mascot conference and stuff, we'd be out like conference might last for four days and I would get probably three hours of sleep the whole time <laughs> because we were young and fun and everybody loved being around everybody. And we all learned and, and, and it was just, I don't know what a, what a great life, you know, when I look back at it and just what a, an amazing I, I opportunity. eternity. Fraternity, fraternity, <laughs> yeah. yes. I can't call good. that a dad joke, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <Dad> joke. <laughs> that is a dad joke. That is I a dad it. joke. I love the fraternity. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's it's you know so fun to, to see how you guys interact and the camaraderie that you have, and uh, there's certainly a difference between the old school and the new school. But 
you know, hopefully someday it'll come back around and, and people will lighten up and let, let more fun happen because that's as a fan, that's what you enjoy. You know, you want to see, you want to see crazy things and that's what you expect from a mascot. And, and hopefully that'll come back around. Someday. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But the, but the camaraderie made all of your stuff work because you fed off of each other. And that to me was so fun to watch. And uh, of course I've been with John for quite a few years, but the end result of, all of you being as creative as you are and uh, fearless as you are and as injured as you have been is a, is a byproduct of your friendship and your creativity. And nobody, there isn't a fan in the whole arena that would have a clue to that, I guarantee you. Maybe one. Me. I don't know. Maybe I would, that's no, a lot of know, people, yeah. That is a question that everybody says, like, you know, when, you, when, we talk, when I say something about, oh, this mascot or that, and they're like, you know the other man, and I was like, "Yeah, you know him." And they're like, sure. "Really? They don't real believe, really believe like we know each other." When you guys, I know, when you get together on the court, it's like, "Aren't are you guys enemies? You guys should be fighting yeah. or something like that." You know, it's but the old it's college mentality. Exactly. Man. Totally, it is a <laughs> college mentality. Get asked that all the time. Hey, okay, I got one more story, really quick. I, and, yeah. and I said it last time, but I want to see because now that Ken's here, I want to see if you remember the story about Vegas. And Tim's wife walking in. And this is what we're going to leave everybody <laughs> with here, okay? So just just so you know. <laughs> so, Kenny, yeah, tell me if you remember this. We're, stand, oh, or we're sitting there, and we're in the middle of conference. Tim's actually up speaking. And, I mean, this is my memory of it, Ken. You can correct me when I, when I screw it up. But I remember sitting there, and I remember it was somebody's birthday or there was something going on that we were all talking about celebrating that night or whatever and all of a sudden the doors kick open like the door two doors boosh blow open and this extremely attractive lady comes walking in in a cowboy outfit cowboy boots cowboy hat with the vest everything with a, with, yeah. with, a, with a with a Winston cigarette yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. but no she comes blowing through and I remember everybody turning <laughs> And we looked, and I remember in my head, I remember looking around. I'm like, "Who who ordered that? <laughs> who ordered the uh, like stripogram?" <laughs> like, and I remember she walks up, and everybody is just staring because she's so beautiful, and walks right up and kisses Tim and hugs him. And then Tim's like, "Hey, everybody, I wanted you to see my wife." <laughs> and I think you could hear a collective. Oh, <laughs> I was like, really? That was <laughs> Kenny. How much do you remember of this? <laughs> uh, that was it. You nailed it. Yeah, everybody was like, "Wait, what? Who? Wait, who's that?" I know your mind. I knew where your mind was right off the bat. So, and I was sitting there like, Are we, "Is this what's happening now?" Like, wait, did I? This wasn't in the brochure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come to mascot conference yeah, and we'll have stripograms. No, that was I still remember that. I remember that was funny. That was because yeah. And we've been married for thirty-two years. Good Boom. for you. Congratulations, Jesus, sweetheart. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I just want to. I know we're wrapping up here, and I'll be quick. But I just want to. We got a lot of uh, friendship and fraternity and love between Ken and John and myself, and a lot of years. I just want you to know that these gentlemen are great guys, but they're not necessarily great all the time because I'm going to call Ken out right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Spurs made the playoffs. The Spurs made the playoffs 22 years in a row. 
So the seasons were longer for some folks than others, <laughs> other professional mascots. And so often I was working in June while other people were already finished with their seasons. And occasionally every year or so I would get a phone call on my cell phone right in the middle of a playoff game in June where I was sweating and tired and wondering how, if I could keep this up and I'd turn on the phone and all I'd hear is a boat engine. <laughs> and what it was was Ken Solomon calling me from his boat out on the <laughs> lake because he knew I was in a gym sweating my butt off. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tim, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, honestly, there's, uh, you funny. guys can agree to this. I'm, I'm a think. I'm assuming you guys are going to agree to this, but it's like being, you know, Tim. You and I, I think we're a lot alike. You know, with Jerry Sloan and Popovich. Um, going to the playoffs so many times, you know, you going to the finals, we went twice. Uh, but after going to the finals, Dan, you yep. can agree to this maybe, is once you've gone to the finals, it's like, you know, going to the playoffs sucks. It's like, to me, I've always, after the finals, I kind of went, well, if we're not going to go to at least Western Conference finals, I want out. <laughs> because <laughs> all I'm doing is busting my butt for yeah. nothing. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, it sucked. It's like a whole nother season. I got a whole closet full of T-shirts. I was to very prove fortunate. Go ahead, Ken. Very fortunate. I always planned my vacations. I could always, you know, for a lot of years there, <laughs> I knew exactly <laughs> when I was done, and I planned everything. Yep. That's uh, awesome. I'll be done at this <laughs> day, and I'll be on, you, Ken? on Lake Powell at this day. Uh, <laughs> good job. Yeah, That's very part good. of you is out on the lake, enjoying the boat, enjoying the sun, and then says, oh, you know what? I'm going to call Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rub that salt in the wound right, right. there. <laughs> uh, well, th- thanks for so much for you. thanks for so much letting us be a part of it. It's uh, been yeah, awesome. Most assuredly. Yeah, I loved having, hearing all these stories. Thank yeah. you. And I'll tell you what, one thing about uh, Tim, always gracious, always willing to share. And uh, I remember being uh, in the league just uh, a year or two and, and, and being able to go down there and uh, down to uh, San Antonio and watch one of his games and, and then see how he runs things. Gave me a, so much to come home with. And, uh, you know, from there, Tim was always willing to share and to, you know, help. And, you know, it just mentored a lot. And uh, that meant a lot. Look at that. Look at that. I, I mixed well, those two words. You. <laughs> You're so good. Well, well definite you, fraternity. Well, you, you guys are all amazing. Oh. And, and, you know, Ken, I, uh, you're, you're one of the few guys that I can say that can speak a thousand words with just a few gestures. I mean, that's the honest God truth. And um, anyway, I appreciate you guys. You guys are my brothers, and uh, and uh, I just thank you for coming on tonight, and with uh, Jeremy and Dan and myself. And I just I just want your help in uh, trademarking the elephant in the room mascot. You know that just. Uh, I think yeah. that's honestly pretty damn funny. Okay, I like. All that. right, I I want I, I want to <laughs> get awesome. get working on that, and all three of you could be in it at the same time. I mean, you know, damn. rolling around so, yeah. easily, easily. <laughs> all right, guys, thanks so much. Stay safe, and uh, we look forward to having you on again sometime. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You bet, Thanks guys. You guys. Take care. That one was good.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.